Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. How is everyone's Halloween? Did you dress up? Were you scary? Were you slutty? I dressed up. I had two costumes this year. Uh, on the Friday before Halloween, I dressed up as a Sith Lord from Star Wars because my partner bought me the Sith robes from galaxy's edge at disneyland and so it cost like 300 dollars. so i'm always trying to like look for ways to like always wear it and so it it's only during halloween that i can like truly get the miles out of it so to speak so i went to i went to work with my with my sith robes on and i I was kind of angry because they were having a Halloween costume contest and I didn't win. I lost to a to a guy with three eyes. Like he pasted like a third eye on his forehead. And I was like, what the? Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Um, but I got I got a gift card, so I can't complain. Um, and then my coworker is like super into photography and is equally a nerd. So we like spent all of our lunch break just like walking around and like taking pictures and stuff so that was really cool and then uh during halloween weekend my partner and i just dressed up as like skeletons we have these like skeleton t-shirts and so nothing fancy but we dressed up we bar hopped on saturday um i enjoyed it because i went padded and good thing i did because i was like you know when you're like out drinking it always begins like like you're kind of going every here like here and there and then by like the end of the night when you're like kind of wasted it just feels like a constant state where you're like oh my gosh like am I leaking yet am I leaking yet so that was fun and then on the day of Halloween um we uh, we went to a drag brunch in Santa Barbara so that was really cool it was they pulled out all the stops they had one drag queen had like mimosa coming out of her tits and then there was another one that there was like they were fighting with play swords I was like this isn't and I took a friend who had never been to a drag brunch before and so he leans over and he was like is this how all drag shows are and I was like no (laughs) no it's usually just lip syncing there's not usually like mimosas coming out of tits and crime fighting so so it was it was definitely fun. It was a definitely fun experience. And then we just ended Halloween night just watching scary movies. But it was fun overall. But then on Monday, talk about a scary story. So then on Monday, I had a dentist appointment. And I had to leave for work right after. So I was like, I don't want to do a whole lot of small talk. So I go into the room where the, I was just getting my teeth cleaned. And so I go into the room and the technician 
who's going to clean my teeth, was like, oh, how was your Halloween weekend? And I was like, oh, it was fun. It was nice. How was yours? And she's and she gives me this huge story about how she took her kids to this one neighborhood in town and how everyone was nice and handing out candy. And I was like, great. And then she proceeded to ask, what am I doing for the holidays, specifically Thanksgiving? And I didn't want to lie. So I said, oh, that's usually when I celebrate my birthday because my birthday is really close to Thanksgiving. And she said, ooh, what are you going to do? And I said, I didn't want to lie. So I said, oh, my partner and I go to Palm Springs every year for my birthday. And she said, ooh, I've always wanted to go to Palm Springs. What do you do at Palm Springs? And and she has like kids and I already knew that. And I said, oh, you know, we just kind of like, you know, go to bars and and lounge by the pool. And she's like, oh, nice. Where do you stay? And I was like, oh, we stay at this clothing optional hotel and she's like oh I didn't know you were like that to which I was kind of like what do you mean what do you mean I didn't know you were like that can I go to a clothing optional resort why is that weird and she's like well what do you do at this clothing optional resort like she thinks it's some kind of like seedy thing like orgies everywhere which you know there are hotels or resorts in Palm Springs where, like, that is kind of the thing. But we stay, not to name drop, but we stay at Santiago, which is, like, you know, it's kind of owned by, like, these guys, and it's there's not a whole lot of cruising going on. It's actually really nice, and that's why we go, because, you know, we're not always looking. And so she's like, well, what do you do here? And we were like, oh, we just, like, hang by the pool naked, And in my head, I'm like, I'm getting my teeth cleaned. And she's asking me about a nude resort. What is reality? And so she keeps asking me all these questions. And she's like, well, do you think I can take my kids there? And I was like, no, you can't take your kids there. (laughs) It's a clothing optional resort. (laughs) And she's like, well, is there anywhere in Palm Springs I can take my kids? And I was like, I guess the Marriott. I don't know. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, I just want to go. I just want to go to work now. So that was a scary, scary, interesting situation. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been like among the straits and you're talking and you say something that is like connected to like gay life and then they just look at you in like complete awe and shock? Craziness. Let's get into some Newsies news. In this week's Newsies News, I want to talk about Claw. Claw is a leather kink education weekend. Uh, It usually happens in Cleveland, but this year they're going to do a West Coast Claw. It's going to be in Los Angeles. It's going to be November 24th through the 28th. And what I thought was interesting is they're going to have a age play panel booth section during the event. And I thought it was really cool because not a lot of leather events, you know, tailor towards diapers, towards age play, towards, you know, people that are ABDL. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I messaged one of the organizers. His name's James Frost. And I brought him into Newsies Nook to talk about, you know, what is this event and what can you do there? And then we had this beautiful conversation about, you know, opening up and where to find people that if you know if you don't want to go alone 
where do you find people to go to events like this? So here's my conversation with James Frost about CLAW. Let's begin with, if someone doesn't know what CLAW is, could you describe to them what is this event? What happens at this event? Absolutely. So CLAW stands for the Cleveland Weather Annual Weekend. Um, it is an event that is based around kink education. Um, so there are many classes held throughout the uh, three days um, that allow you to, uh, you know, whether you're experienced or new, go out and experience some new kinks and learn about them, uh, safety, uh, where they originate from in the community, you know, and kind of trends as well. So um, it's a really cool event. Um, I've been involved with it for like the past three, two, three years. Um, and it's just, it keeps growing. How long has age play been at this event? Because it has the word leather in it. And sometimes leather and age play don't always go together. Of course. No. Um, so age play has been a part of the event uh, for about the past three years. Um, started out as uh, Pup Jackson, a good friend of mine, ran uh, panels and some parties at the event. Um, and they were sponsored by um, ABU. So ABU has been involved with the event. Um, for a few years before I got involved with the organization um, and really just, you know, providing product, providing, um, you know, graphics and assistance uh, to make the events, you know, great. Um, so H play has, has been there for the last like three years and uh, it just keeps growing. Um, we are expanding this year with call LA, no official name on that yet, <laughs> but we are kind of expanding there where we're going to have our own space. So we've got um, a big nursery room and kind of a playground space, as well as a dark age play or age play after dark kind of room. Um, so we've got a lot of that growing up, as well as a vendor booth, and we'll be teaching some classes. So lots of visibility for the ABDLs with CLAW. What is dark age play? Dark age play, uh, the, the crossover of like BDSM, leather, rubber, uh, with diapers and some age play aspects to it. Um, so we do have a, a room that is going to have a a crib with like tie downs and a changing table with tie downs, as well as the St. Andrew's cross and spanking benches, um, things, things of that nature. So if you're into a lot of that crossover play, which is really what, um, you know, we at claw, we uh, do talk about that quite a bit because, you know, why is age play this kind of cute, cuddly thing showing up at a leather event, you know, but there's a lot of crossover. Um, we, we find in the community, you know, there's not, um, not, not, not a lot of people who are in it for just like the singular, you know, um, aspect of it. There, there, there is crossover, whether it's, you know, diapers with BDSM to extend a scene, whether you're using it as, you know, this kind of sub, you know, or dom role to it, if you want to put a twist on it, which we do see a lot of, you know, or the padded pets, padded pups, you know, so there's a lot of crossover um, within the communities and uh, we've seen diapers and diapers have been involved for a long time. It hasn't always been ma as mainstream, quote unquote, as it is now. You know, but uh, diapers, uh, medical diapers, at least have been used in BDSM scenes for a long time to extend a scene or for a humiliation practice and things like that. When people are walking around this event and they see the diaper booth, what is everyone's reaction? Well, and this will be the uh, first year that uh, an age play company is going to have an actual booth at the event. So uh, we haven't had that in the past. It's just been sponsorships for parties and for panels. You know, so um, honestly, you, your guess is as good as mine. Um, we have a lot of support from the organization, though. And I can say that, you know, if I base it off of the panels and reaction to that in the past, you know, we had a, some really good turnout of folks who, um, you know, were not, you know, into age play, or at least not initially that, that showed up and more of your traditional leather folk, 
you know, um, who, you know, only heard things in the media about what it was and had this perception of it. And they came to the panel um, and really enjoyed it. And, you know, especially for the, for those crossover aspects that I mentioned too, you know, and they, and they even, you know, we're like, Hey, actually, this is a really neat idea. Like I'm, I'm going to go try this. And we had some, some really, con- really good conversations um, both at the panel and then afterwards, you know, folks uh, who were a little bit nervous to kind of, you know, out themselves about, you know, possibly being interested in it, uh, but wanted to come and talk about it afterwards. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. And I do think that it is going to be um, a good reaction. Um, and we're going to have some really good visibility. Is that a common theme with Claw? Uh, discovering new kinks that maybe you you didn't know you were interested in, and then you go to an event like this, and you're like, oh, maybe I'm actually really interested in this. Absolutely. You know, the education aspect being a uh, a class based event. You know, you are. You know, there's a lot of socials and uh, vendor mart time and um, things of that nature too. All 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 the things that you would normally have at a leather or rubber kink event. You know, but then there's also all these classes, you know, and that's the main focus of, uh, of the event. So really uh, go and not only just walk around and kind of see and mingle and experience different things there, uh, but go to the classes and learn. You know, um, there's there's so much uh, talk of, of, of crossover play as well as uh, just about anything that you, that you could imagine. Um, I would suggest to anybody listening to this to go to Claw's website and look at the class schedule look at the event schedule. Uh, there, are, there are so many things uh, being taught this year. Let's go over some of those things that could be taught. If I was an age player going to this event, what are some panels that I may want to go to? Yeah, um, so there's panels, uh, if I had to, and I, and I haven't looked at the full list, um, but just from past experience, uh, they have, they've got ones that, uh, for, for like impact play, uh, but then they also, go a step further it's 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 not just kind of 101 basics uh we had a presenter last year that got into the physics of impact play and uh like and he was you know this presenter they um were a physicist and got into you know all the scientific aspects of it and it was just so interesting you know um but there were also things on hanky code and the history of the leather community um, and other kinks, you know, as well as pet play and pup play and kind of the the evolution that pup play has has seen in the community from being this very, you know, uh, dom sub kind of space in the interaction to kind of where it is now in kind of this this neo neo guard or neo leather experience, you know, where uh, pups are relatively independent a lot of the time too, you know, um, they, they, they do crave kind of a pack, a pack aspect, uh, but we have a lot of pups who are really independent or are alphas, you know, and that wasn't always seen in the past either, you know, so there's kind of, you can see there's a lot of talk on the evolution of kink, you know, where, where it was to, to where we are now, you know, um, and that's, that, that's really cool to see. You know, but there's a, there are so many things that I, um, again, that I have not looked at the schedule in, in full, uh, but there are just so many things offered too that I, I wouldn't be able to comment on, on, on all of them. Uh, but there is something uh, to spark your interest um, in just about every aspect of kink at this event, um, as well as the one in Cleveland. What about you? Is there one panel that you are eager to listen in on, or have you just been so busy scheduling and getting ready for this event? 
Ad admittedly, I have been so busy uh, scheduling this event as well as all the other events that ABU is doing in the US uh, that I have not had a really good time. To, uh, I've not had time to really sit down and go through the schedule as, as, much, I, as much as I would have liked to. Um, I definitely want to go and do, uh, I'm really into impact play. Um, it's like part of my headspace as well. So that, um, as well as, as, as well as anything pet play, uh, definitely is something that will spark my interest as well as the history of kink. Um, I think it's really important that we, you know, are not only in the space, but we recognize where we've come from, you know, um, from all aspects of kink, whether you're really into leather or not, you know, that's those, uh, the leather community really, um, set the stage for fighting for rights and acceptance and getting us spaces. And I think that's really important that we understand uh, where we came from and not just, you know, we, we, we have all the wonderful things now because of how they fought for it. So talk to me about what do you wear to an event like this? Is it like your, is it like a Teddy con event where you kind of show up in your age play gear? Is it more formal and you know, you wear jeans and a t-shirt? What, what do you wear to claw if someone was going to go? I am encouraging folks to be themselves and wear the kink gear that, that they want to wear, uh, particularly for age play. Um, you know, it is a heavy, it, it is, pardon me, it is an event that is very heavy on the leather, leather aspects, you know? Um, so you are going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of folks that are dressed in kind of a leather bar vest, t-shirt and jeans, you know, if not full on leather, um, or if they're into rubber, that as well. You know, um, but I would encourage anyone, uh, you know, particularly this year as we're getting kind of a larger space to wear your age play gear, get that visibility. Uh, that's what this is all about. And Claw is really helping um, us out by giving us a space um, as well as a, you know, a space not only of our, of our own, but in the vendor mart uh, that is going to help us with that visibility. And that's really what an event like this is, uh, helps us do. It really helps us bring um, awareness about what, what the community is, what we stand for, what, what we don't stand for, you know, as well. Uh, and just really getting people to understand, uh, what it's all about, you know? So I, I, again, I would encourage anyone coming, uh, to wear your, wear your H-play gear, wear some short alls, wear a onesie, you know, if you've got some crossover gear, I, 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 kn I know some friends who have like leather short alls, um, as well as other little outfits that they've gotten custom made wear that stuff, you know, show that crossover spirit, uh, because that's, that's really important at events like this. So you've been an educator for about two years now. Have you had any experiences of people coming up to you saying, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for doing this panel. Do you have any of those fun, um, fun uh, experiences of people coming up to you saying like, oh, I didn't know that this was a thing? Yeah, you know, um, so I've been an educator. Uh, so that's education is my background. So I, I was an elementary school teacher as well as I taught college, um, and then in the kink world, I've been I've been doing it for like probably the last like five or six years. Um, you know, only involved with claw for like the last two years, and so I've 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 had a, I've, I've been uh, honored, you know, uh, to be asked to come and teach at a lot of these events. Um, or been allowed to, um, and I do impact play, pet play, and ABDL mostly, you know, and um, I would say impact play, uh, always get some folks who um, come up, and, and it's really cool, too, to kind of get kind of a sharing of experiences at these classes, because, you know, just because we're teaching it, we don't always, you know, we don't walk in assuming that we know everything, 
And I think that's really important for, for any educator, you know? Um, and then it's kind of that sharing of experiences that you get with the audience too, because these all walk up afterward and say, Hey, you know what? I really didn't, um, I've always done it this way, but I really like how you explained that and how you operate within your sessions. You know, I'm, I'm going to take that piece back home, you know, and, and I, and I think that's really important, you know, and then, and then I, and then I take pieces back from like them uh, and that, and that really helps us grow. Um, and that's, that's what I want everyone to be open to when they go to a class. Um, you know, there's, there's, e- even if you feel that you're really experienced in it, go, even if it's a one-on-one class, go, because there's, there's going to be differences um, in how they, and how the individuals t- teaching the class are going to run a session. You might pick up some things that you really like. Um, I would say if I had to pick one um, recently where I, I, I had um, someone kind of have like an epiphany moment or like came up to me, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, this was, Oh, I want to say it was West Coast Jungle Gym. I want to say uh, they they had a virtual event recently, and we were talking on. Uh, we have an age play panel, and we kind of walk through uh, what it is, as well as the differences in like lifestyle with with ABDL and relationships. And we were actually talking about um, the different um, spaces, you know, little, middle, big caregivers, and such like that. Um, and we really focused, um, on middles, uh, because it is still, you know, the it's, it's been around for a while. Um, but a a lot of people really still don't seem to know what it is or that that kind of exists, you know, um, as, as an option, you know? Um, so we kind of, we're, we're going over that and there was a, um, couple, a, um, little and mommy couple that were on the, uh, zoom class and, uh, they, they just got all excited when we explained it. Um, and they, um, spoke up at the end of the class and was, and, and we're just like, you know, I, I had never heard that term, you know, he, the, um, the, uh, little, he was very comfortable in like his like little space and like knew what he wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. his uh, girlfriend, um, was a, a supportive person, but was still trying to understand where she fell in the whole spectrum. You know, um, she is kind of a caregiver, but feels like she's not totally adult yet, you know? Um, so when I explained middle, she's like, I, I, I had never heard, I had never heard of that in the past. Um, and it fits me perfectly, you know, because I like to take care of him, but I also like to sit down and color and watch cartoons and stuff like that, you know, and it like fits me perfectly, you know? So that was a, that was a really special moment. And those are the kind of moments that, that we as educators look for, um, you know, that just, just, just make our day, absolutely make our day when we can have an experience like that, um, especially live too. Um, so that was great. Right. What about you? What have you taken home? Is there anything specific you've taken home lately? Uh, lately, uh, and it's, and again, it's it, it's one it's one of those things where where you're teaching, you don't always get a chance to go and go and visit the other classes. Um, I would say, uh, recently, and this actually goes back to Capcom too. Uh, just going to, um, and it's and it's not so, so much of as a specific, but just kind of watching some of the interactions in this class, but, uh, little Prince patch and pup gunner, uh, ran a, uh, pet play and ABDL kind of crossover class mm-hmm. at Capcom. And, uh, it was just awesome. And to kind of see the interactions and how they drop into headspace, you know, um, and how they, you know, talked about a lot of the crossover between age play and, uh, pet play where you've got your, um, there's a lot of similarities with, uh, with, with any pet play or like pup play, 
an age play because you're dropping into kind of a regressing to a primal state mm-hmm. with that play versus kind of this like little headspace that we talk about. And uh, just how they explained a lot of the crossover there um, with the interactions and how in their dynamic, it is a, it is such a fluid motion um, from, because Gunner will be big, but he'll also be Patch's pup and Patch will be his sir, you know, just the, the ebb and flow. And I, and I think I, I really enjoyed how they demonstrated how uh, just because you're a pup or a little doesn't mean that you're a sub, you can be a dom which is something that, that we always try to hit home is just because you're into diapers doesn't mean that you're a sub you can be, and that's awesome, you know, but you can be a switch. You can be a Dom. You can do anything that you want there in that space. There are no strict rules defining how you have to experience the space, you know? Um, and that, that, that can be um, surprisingly enough. It can be a really hard thing for some people to get uh, to, to understand, you know, a lot of folks uh, I don't think intentionally, but they kind of fall into this, Oh, I like have to, I, I, I have to color, but you know, inside the lines and stay here. Uh, this is my like role and, uh, no, please color outside the lines, scribble, make a mess of it and have, just have fun, you know, um, with it. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to stick into any defined role, uh, unless you don't want to, you know? Um, and I, so I, I just really think that the way that they explained it and showed all of the crossover and the, kind of the fluid motion between all of their headspaces was a really cool experience. Right. You don't really know what's out there until you start experiencing these other different flavors of age play and different kinks. You don't really, you don't really know what's out there until you, until you see it at, at events like this or see it online. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I always tell people too, um, you know, the uh, Twitter spaces has uh, been a really cool thing. Um, I, I wasn't sure if, if I was going to like them at first, but um, it's actually really helped me to kind of get out and uh, be able to talk with with folks uh, as 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 tired as I am um, of kind of the uh, virtual classroom space that we've done. It's it's been a really good thing to have, and it's and it's it's kept people involved and given them a space to express themselves. Um, so I the, there's a lot of importance to it over the last like two years, um, and I'm sure they will continue to happen. But the um, I get a lot of questions too about. Um, from folks in the in the Twitter spaces or on these like Zoom classes of where do you find people? You know, uh, where do you learn all this stuff? You know, it's like, well, you know, it's it, it took me a long time. You know, um, I'm going into like 13, 14 years active in the community and uh, I, I had to get out and meet people. You know, I, I could not, I would not be where I am now um, if I, uh, at least personally, if I had stayed um, just behind a keyboard and met the community that way, um, I think it's really important to, get out. And I don't want to shame anyone for that. And I want to be clear about that. Um, every, you know, take it slow. Everyone has a different pace in which they're going to walk this uh, journey here, but uh, try to get out and meet people, you know, share experiences, learn, make, have some failures and learn from those failures. And uh, you know, it's, you're going to be in such an awesome place and meet so many amazing people. Um, I've got friends now, you know, that uh, they've been friends, they've been my friends for 10 plus years, they're going to be friends for a lifetime. Um, and I can go just about anywhere um, in the country, uh, or globally and have a place to stay, you know, and an awesome host. Um, and it's just a really cool uh, experience when you let the community in, you know, um, and become part of it. Right. Well, meeting people is such an easy thing to say, you know, once you've done it for a while. But what about for someone that is just starting out and they're like, oh, I'm 
scared to go meet people what would you what would you say to them what would what would be the first step for someone who wants to take a larger step into the community but they don't know how what would you say to them absolutely um and it and i and i don't want to make light of you know of going out and kind of interacting or like meeting folks too, because it, it, it can be kind of a scary thing. I absolutely agree there. Um, and it, and it took me a long time. You know, I, I kind of came up in the community starting with a lot of the, a lot of the sites, um, diaper boys and are you padded, things like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of sites that don't exist anymore. Um, I think now, I think that really the, the best way to kind of get, start to get your like feet wet, um, go to kinky social media, create a profile and kind of start and start reaching out that way, you know, and kind of, um, you know, talk to people there, join, you know, uh, Twitter spaces, brand new thing, but it's awesome. Go there and talk to people, listen, you know, um, until you're ready to talk, you know, um, or there, there are tons of sites still like FetLife and Diaper Boys is uh, still around, you know, um, I don't think either are great sites, uh, but they're a place to start, you know, and uh, if you're, and you can generally find on those sites, if your local community has a, uh, if we're talking about ABBL, a uh, munch space um mm -hmm. lunch event and you can go there and meet and meet folks you know um and don't be afraid to reach out you know when you're ready um and have those conversations with uh, people about possibly meeting up and um you know yes you are going to have some meetups that don't go the way that you expect you know or that are that are not great you know almost like dates <laughs> you know are we um, talking about ghosting yes we are so Ooh, um, that's a touchy subject. Have you been ghosted? Yes, I I, I have certainly been uh, ghosted in the past. You know, um, I think there uh, is probably not a kinkster out there who hasn't experienced it, <laughs> you know, um, and it's not fun, you know, um, or even if you do get to meet up with the person, you know, maybe it doesn't, maybe you don't quite click, you know, um, headspaces don't quite align how you thought they might. Right. People can be totally different how they are online. Then when you meet them in person and it could be their nerves it can be yours as well, you know, uh, but don't, don't be afraid of those conversations or those like failures there in mm -hmm. a sense. Um, and you'll, you know, don't, don't let one bad experience or two uh, ruin your experience in the community. Keep talking to people, keep meeting people uh, and you'll find your space. Yeah. One, one of the questions that came to mind was, I feel like this happens a lot where, you know, you meet someone online in these spaces and you go and meet them and you have all these expectations of what's going to happen and then they don't happen and then you kind of feel let down or, right, you have this idea of what they're going to be like and then you meet them and you're like, oh, wait, you're not, you're not like that. What uh, happened? It can totally be a thing too. You know, I mean, and that's, and that's happened to me too, you know, and so you, you definitely have to kind of garner your expectations, you know, um, I don't want to say you know, uh, keep your expectations super low, but, uh, just keep in mind that, you know, people can be totally different, uh, from how they act online, you know, um, kind of, uh, meet up one-on-one, you know, if you're going from online to in-person and, uh, just be prepared for that possibility, you know, um, so that way, you know, that's going to help you, you know, it's going to protect your emotions and your, uh, little self a bit too, you know, um, but yeah, get to know them, have some conversations. I, I typically, um, in the past, at least, or at least I've gotten to a point now that when I'm going to go meet someone, the, uh, first meetup is not going to involve headspace. We're just going to go and we're going to have dinner. We're going to go for a walk around town or something or have a couple of drinks. Just so two I can, people in a diaper. 
yep, yep. Just two people in diapers having a good time or any kink gear, you know, um, because I really want to see if I can have a conversation and if I can connect with the person um, outside of being totally engulfed in the space, you know, um, because I think that's, it's a really important aspect too. Like you have to be able to have a relationship uh, in, in and out of the space, whether it involves diapers or not, you know, um, and it's not going to be something that is going to work if you guys can only interact when you're in headspace. It's, it's not, it's not a healthy piece, <laughs> honestly. I like that. And that's such good information too. I never thought about it that way, that you should meet someone first at the base level of just being another human being. And then once you figure out like, all right, we both like diapers, we both can converse, we both vibe very, very well, then let's get into headspace. I never thought about it that way. Absolutely. I mean, and that, and that, and that comes from, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, just my experiences in the community too, you know, and, uh, and I, and I think it's important for like people to realize that, you know, we all, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, no matter who they are, have had these experiences, you know, um, and relationships are tricky friends or dating or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, at least where I've gotten to now because of those experiences, that's just how I conduct myself. Where would you say, so I think we're both old enough to be from the Tumblr days, but as we know, Tumblr has crumbled and fall like the great empire that it was. Yes. Um, where where are we now? Where where are all the diaper people? Are they on are they on the Twitters? Are they on the Instagrams? Where where do they live now? Where am I where am I gonna find a friend to go to claw with? So I, I would say after the great fall of Tumblr, um, and you know, many people have flocked to uh Twitter and I guess Instagram. I, I personally don't have an ABDL account or kink account on Instagram. Um I have trouble keeping up with, uh, with, with one kinky social media profile. Um, so, uh, I am on Twitter and it seems to be a very active community there, you know? Um, and I haven't checked FetLife for the interactions of claw meetups and stuff there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they also have, um, some of that there as well. You know, um, there is a huge shift of people that, you know, the, um, in the community in general, uh, there's not much use for the singular use kink sites anymore, you know, mm -hmm. that are only diapers or only pup or leather, you know, um, kinky, the, the, the advent, uh, of kinky social media has given us where we can scroll and see everything that we're into, you know, uh, which is, which is what Tumblr did for us as well. So, you know, these singular use sites, I think have really fallen by the wayside. A lot of new people as they enter, still find them because when they do kind of a, you know, when you do your like first Google search of where, where can I meet David Yells, you're going to wind up with uh, diaper boys or, or FetLife or mm -hmm. any of the other singular use diaper sites um, out there. Uh, and it's like great to kind of get your feet wet, but you, sh I, at least in my opinion, you, 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 you quickly realize that there is more out there, you know, uh, and it and does get a little, little boring, <laughs> you know, um, at least in my personal opinion. Uh, so right. yeah, the, uh, kinky social media, uh, I think is a, is a great place and that's where everyone's kind of, kind of landing right now. Uh, and for me, that's been Twitter. Right. I, I always say this, hopefully I'm not old, old saying this, but I always feel like Twitter is like the gay LinkedIn, right? Like you see, if you look at someone's likes, you see what they like from what they post, you see what they're, you know, advertising. It's kind of just like, you know, this whole LinkedIn experience where if you go to Diaper Boys or FetLife, that's kind of like a Facebook, right? Like you don't really see their likes and stuff. But Twitter is like where you see like, you know, their whole resume of, of kink. Yeah. I mean, um, 
I, I, I guess I've experienced a little bit of that, you know, to, to me, um, Twitter is more like, you know, the, well, I mean, LinkedIn, yes, I guess in terms of kinky LinkedIn's, I, I always think of recon, you know, uh, because that's where folks will really post kind of their like entire resume, uh, right. what their experiences in terms of, you know, the educators or leads or, or, or whatnot. But, um, Twitter for me has been much more engaging, than a LinkedIn. So I, I personally have like trouble comparing it to like that because to me, like LinkedIn is the thing that you set and you forget about until you're ready to look again, you know? That's um, true. So uh, to me, it's, it's, it's definitely active. There's a huge community on, on Twitter. Um, and I, and I think that's where if you're looking to meet people and kind of get out, that's going to be the best place to look, you know, um, Instagram probably, probably has one too, but I, I just haven't gotten as involved there. Really quick, what's your take on locked profile on Twitter or unlocked? Uh, to be honest, I haven't really put a lot of thought into that. Um, I think, you know, I think everyone wants to interact a little bit differently with the community, um, you know, and if you're more comfortable only having friends being able to see your 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 items, um, then. I think that's fine. If you want to have a more open profile, have it unlocked and just let anyone come in, then uh, I get, I still, I think that's valid as well. I, I do think that when you have an open profile, you do need to be more, you do need to be very um, conscious of who is following you and make sure that you're going through your followers uh, to make sure any minors um, or other uh, problem accounts are not following you. Uh, so that, that does become the, uh, the, challenge when you have an open profile but i think either option is, is valid i have an open profile you know and i, I think folks and uh, kinky businesses and stuff it definitely behooves them to have an open profile uh for accessibility act you know for accessibility purposes and to make sure that they're reaching as many people as possible but uh if you're you know just starting out or you would rather it only be friends uh then by all means <laughs> right and then bringing it back to claw can you go to this event by yourself or do you have to bring a friend? You could certainly go to this event by yourself. I will always advocate for, for folks to come with friends. Uh, I think it makes the experience that much better. So please uh, bring your friends, grab a room and, uh, you know, and then so socialize, get out there and meet people. There are so many ways to do it um, at, at that event. You know, whether you want to go to one of the dinners, go to the vendor mart, you know, um, any of the spaces, the classes, and um, at usually um, at most events, most of the socializing gets done in the lobby areas or in the vendor mart. That's where you're you're going to meet people, talk, you know, and kind of engage more um, than you will in the classes or, you know, in some of the more structured events. So just go and interact. And as always, you know, uh, the room parties rule the night. So go and explore. Oh, and then meet someone there and say like, oh, are you doing like a room party? Like these are unofficial room parties, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I've seen at different kink events, ABU sponsoring a lot of these events and, you know, even Tykeable sp sponsoring events. Is that important for, for age play companies to be involved in not just the age play space, but in the larger kink community, larger kink events at large? I personally think that it's really important. Um, it, do, it does help 
get visibility for the community um, across uh, a number of platforms and in a variety of different communities. And I think that's going to be really important uh, to really show that the um, community wants to be a partner and we want to come and uh, support and sponsor um, all the great things that the other communities are working towards as well. Um, you know, uh, fighting for, um, you know, rights, um, you know, for uh, safety and things of that nature uh, from different uh, marginalized communities too, um, which I think is really important, you know, as well as, um, you know, just getting, getting us out there and getting the community out there, um, you know, expressing that we uh, want to support, you know, um, and work with them too. And hopefully what it, what it does is, um, you know, lets them know that, you know, we are serious and we do want to come to your events and they see that we're working just as hard as they are. Um, and we are able to get some more visibility at um, some of the large events like leather and, or the bars um, will have, it'll open up some of the kink bars uh, to saying, you know, Hey, actually we really want to work uh, with the ABDL community. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I think what it's going to do also is give us uh, all of that is going to allow us to have more community spaces out there uh, where we can interact uh, in the normal day to day, you know, without always having to spend money to go to a, a large event. They are fun, but they're not always accessible to um, everyone in the community, you know. Um, so I think it's really important uh, that we kind of raise awareness and work uh, not only at these large events, but at the local level uh, to ensure that uh, we have spaces that are accessible uh, for all members of our community. Would you say having ABU and having age play booths at leather events, do you believe that it breaks down misconceptions about this, about this kink ABDL? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I think it does that a hundred percent. Visibility um, and education uh, both go a long way um, in the fight to break down a lot, a lot of the misconceptions uh, that are out there. And, you know, I, 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 kind of spoke earlier about the uh, classes that I've taught at CLAW in the, in the past um, or at, or at other events. And, and you've got a lot of folks who, you know, just, they thought it was one thing because they saw some MTV special or true life special, you know, thing, um, you know, uh, my strange addiction thing. And they, that was their kind of perception of it, you know, um, which is totally, you know, silly and Hollywood up, you know, um, and it's, def- it's definitely not that. You know, um, so I, and I think it's really uh, important then for these classes that they, they come and they, they hear us speak and talk and share um, what our experience are with uh, crossover and that we're not only little, but we're also, you know, leather. And uh, this is kind of what our dom and sub r- r- relationship is. And they find out that we're really not all that different, you know, um, and that it's not, you know, um, it's not all about just, uh you know, some of the things that they saw on TV, you know, and I just think that's, that's, that's really important. Right. We're all not just babbling babies, wetting ourselves. We actually, you know, and <laughs> yeah, we have other, we have other interests and we're not all littles as the media makes us look out to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, uh, and even if you are a babbling baby, it's only one aspect of like who you are in the community. Um, and I think it's really important for, for, for folks to realize that, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not all that it's not all, um, you know, some crazy, uh, you know, story that you, some crazy, uh, sensationalized story that you saw on TV. Um, we are, uh, we are, and can, we can be in our professionals, uh, in the community. 
Uh, and we're doing the education bit. We're doing charities for, for awesome causes in the community um, and fighting uh, just like they are for acceptance. Fighting misconceptions one wet diaper at a time. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, James Frost, thank you for coming to Newsies Nook. If people wanted to find you, where would they find you? Uh, easiest way to find me is going to be uh, on Twitter at jamesfrost underscore three. Um, I'm always open uh, to a direct message. Uh, reach out and we can talk. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming to Newsies Nook. Thank, thank you so much for um, having us uh, on behalf of uh, me and on behalf of ABU. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Again, Claw is happening November 24th through the 28th. I just checked the prices online. It looks like if you register before the event, tickets are going for $215. But if you wanted, if you want to do tickets at the door, it looks like it goes for $245. So buying tickets online seems like the cheaper option. Moving on, who's doing No Nut November? We just got off of Locktober. Are you gonna do No Nut November? I you know what? I I didn't want to, but the feeling about like how horny I got during Locktober kind of like I'm craving that again, but like I also don't want to be locked again. I kind of want to be set free for a while. So I don't know. I think I'll try it. I did see on Twitter that it was trending, so I was like that's interesting. All, no Nut November is trending on Twitter. What is happening in our world? I got my dentist asking me about nude resorts, and Nut November is trending on Twitter. I think it's time. I think I think it's time for the ABDLs to come out. I, I think this is our moment. <laughs> but if it's not, oh well. All right, kiddos. I got to go because I am leaking all over the floor. If you want to continue to follow me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby. And make sure to check that link in bio for my Just for Fans link. And make sure to use promo code NewsyBaby at checkout at the Playtime store. All right, kiddos, I gotta go. See ya. Bye. Hey, do you know how to read? I don't know how to read. But I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.